What is good, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to another Stats and Mags, part of the Niners Nation Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and she is Michelle Majuk. What's up, Michelle? Hola. I am getting ready for vacation over here. About to head out to Florida tomorrow morning. So uh, we're recording this actually on Thursday night instead of Friday morning. So if any big news drops on Friday morning, uh, that's the reason why. It's all my fault that we didn't We're going to re-record from the airport terminal. Come on, bring your stuff with you. You know what? If Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded, we're going to have to do that. (laughs) I just got back from vacation myself this week. I'm not a huge vacation guy. I straight up take three days a year. I went to Rhode Island Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. The first day, I'm like, I'm on vacation. This is awesome. I don't want to know anything about work. I don't care. Levi Stadium could be burning to the ground. It wouldn't bother me. (laughs) By day two, I'm like, I wonder if I could do this at work. And then by day three, I'm like, pack up the sh**. We got to go home. I need to get back to work. Are you the same I don't way? like being away. I hate being away from home. It's not even about work so much. I just hate being away from home more than three days. Like After three days, like I want to be home. I want to be with my dogs. I want to be in my bed. I want my normal routine back. You know, because you start to feel gross, especially like, I, I know you've been skinny your whole life, but when you've been eating a lot on vacation and drinking, you just feel like a blech, like a mess. So you're ready to get back into that routine for sure. Three days. I like three days. That's my rule. I mean, since I have been informed that you had to choose an occupation to earn money to live, this is literally the only <laughs> thing I have ever wanted to do. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Take the vacation, take time to sharpen the saw, as they say, but I miss it too much and this is our last show michelle of the off season basically we made it training camp starts next week when i talk to you next week the 49ers will have been on the field there will be press conferences there will be news that people will be tweeting the practice statistics like we made it let's hope we're not talking about any more injuries like no more injuries please of course it's going to happen across the league but can the 49ers for once be lucky with injuries one time yeah well they already lost jeff wilson jr and tarverius Moore, so let's hope it doesn't get any worse than that we're going to talk about kind of a big week for the 49ers fred warner got that bag congratulations all paid fred as 49ers twitter called him this week <laughs> We're going to talk about a couple of things. He said Trey Sermon has signed. Yay. Potential RB1. Maybe Raheem Mostert might be uh, on the move. Potentially, we'll get into those rumors. And uh, you have teased me with a Jimmy Garoppolo statistic that now is like, I can't get it out of my mind. You said you have a good Jimmy G stats. So I want to hear it's that before we good- go. Don't get too excited. It's not even a stat. It's just a fact, kind of. And I was shocked. I'm sure you already know as a 49ers fan. You're going to hear it and you're going to like, yeah, I know that. But I was shocked by it. Well, you uh, you come up with some shocking stats, though. When I was talking to you in our Twitter messages about the Warner deal and what that means for the 49ers, and you unleashed a stat on me that blew me away that they used on NFL Network because if if people don't know, you also are a researcher for NFL Network, got props on the air, as I recall, and uh, I want to let you say that too because it's it's mind-blowing and I think it really puts things in perspective. So we have a ton to do on today's show. Let's start with Fred Warner. He gets paid, highest paid inside linebacker in the league. That is great. What it does, though, is it gives the 49ers three players 
that are the highest paid at their position. Fred Warner is the highest paid inside linebacker. Trent Williams is the highest paid left tackle. And George Kittle is the highest paid tight end. But it also puts things into a larger perspective with the NFC West in general, Michelle. Tell everybody what you told me that blew my mind. Yeah, so, I mean, just the 49ers alone, having three players that are the highest paid at their position is pretty crazy. I mean, it it leads the NFL, and only one other team has two players that are the highest paid at their position. And when I'm talking about highest paid, it's contract average, so average per year. And it's the Rams, because they have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So five of the highest paid players at their position, and there's only 14 that I'm talking about here. Like, we're not getting into special teams type players no kickers no snappers long snappers or anything like that so out of 14 positions the nfc west actually has six because you have three with the 49ers two with the rams and then you have to add in deandre hopkins uh, as a wide receiver he's paid the highest at the wide receiver position so six of the 14 positions highest paid from the nfc west that is insane That's basically half of the top paid positions in one division in the NFL. That's what the 49ers are up against just in the division, let alone the rest of the NFC and the rest of the league. It is an absolute arms race in the NFC. That's why when you hear Kyle Shanahan tell Sean McVay and uh, Peter Schrager, excuse me, on the Flying Coach podcast, well, if the Rams were interested in Julio Jones, like we had to pursue him too, like, because he sees this. He's well aware of this. Like, he just can't let any more top talent go in the division if it's not going to him. I want to know how the 49ers have this cap space because three of the highest paid pos- players at their position, that's wild. Because, like I said, there's only one other team that has two of them. It's the Rams. No one else has more than one. Mm-hmm. And then you're not talking – Jimmy Garoppolo, this is the, the information I was going to say. It's not a stat. He's the highest paid player in terms of base salary this year in 2021 Jimmy Garoppolo is number one like are the 49ers really going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo the highest base salary in 2021 out of all players in the NFL to be a backup uh you wouldn't think so I mean they keep talking like they will I will we'll find out I still don't know uh, Kyle Posey has an awesome recap of the 49ers offseason up on NinersNation.com now. You should go check it out. And he points out the Niners only had $24 million in cap room going into the offseason. And they it, it's one of the most amazing offseasons in team history. That And one of the most amazing that I can remember for sure. I was going to kind of wait a little bit to get into it. It has just been a crazy offseason. But think about that. So the 49ers had $24 million in cap room going into the offseason. They re-signed Trent Williams, made him the highest-paid left tackle. They re-signed Fred Warner, made him the highest-paid middle linebacker. They brought back Kyle Juszczyk. They brought back Jaquiski Tart. They brought back Kaywan Williams. They brought back Jason Verrett. They brought back Emmanuel Mosley. Like, I don't know what kind of wizardry John Lynch is pulling, but it has been an amazing offseason for San Francisco. And it seems amazing, but are you nervous for the future? Because... I don't see how they can keep Jimmy Garoppolo, pay him tw- like $24 million this year if they expect to go to Trey Lance. And if they keep Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster, he can't be a backup. Like, he cannot be a backup. You're starting him. That's it. Well, that's why I feel like there's so much riding on this Lance move. Because you're right. 
the structure of the team now screams out that they're depending on having a quarterback on a rookie contract because of all the salaries you mentioned. And if you look at the structure of these deals, almost all of them have basically no huge cap hits in 2021. 2022, they go up a little. And by 2023, it's like, bam, whoa, huge jump. Yeah. So that just screams that the 49ers are saying, we have to have a quarterback on a rookie deal because otherwise our whole team structure is going to fall apart. And so even if they do keep Jimmy Garoppolo this year, which I'm still not convinced that they will, they are telling you that they have to have a quarterback on a rookie deal to make this work. Yeah, and that's been the success. That's been the plan for success for so many teams to either make it to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl over the last decade. Like you either have Tom Brady or you have Peyton Manning or you have to have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Like that's that's what it comes down to. We'll see what happens with Patrick Mahomes in the next few years. He's still making like no money even going into this year. I know he signed that massive contract, but that doesn't actually start until 2022. And that's still only $35 million. That's a lot, but... Uh, it doesn't get insane until 2023. But we'll see if he can keep it up. But the thing with Tom Brady was he was always taking a lower salary to make sure he had these winning teams because his wife is a gazillionaire. Uh, <laughs> so he could handle it. And it's just, it's very interesting. And I would, I can't imagine wasting, I know we say it all the time, wasting one season of this rookie contract and not getting your guy out there because you know, there's a very small chance he's going to win a Super Bowl in his first year, right? Like you got to get him experience expecting a Super Bowl out of a rookie quarterback. It's just being way too over optimistic. So get him the experience and maybe next year or the year after that, that's when you're getting there and you can continue paying these like they're drafting so well. But to be able to pay these guys, you got to you got to have a guy in a rookie contract, which they do right now, get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Hold on, don't gloss over the most important point that you made. I mean, I think what the 49ers need to do, it's fairly obvious. You just said it. Get Trey Lance hooked up with a supermodel. <laughs> you know what? That is perfect. Wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo with a supermodel or was it a porn uh, star? Not a supermodel, actually a porn star. <laughs> Slight difference They probably there. make good money. Well, yeah, I mean, I, well, I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, there was a little bit of a difference. Tom Brady went with the supermodel. Jimmy Garoppolo went with the porn star. Maybe that's all you need to know about either guy. I don't know. Um, I want to go back to Fred Warner, though, because we kind of got a little off track. I love Fred. He had a press conference uh, on Thursday, and he talked about how he wants to blitz more and how he wants to step up his game, which I think is interesting because Matt Mayoko had an article that basically said, okay, now you're paying Fred Warner all this money. He's got to be even better than he has been. Do you think that's fair? You know, I think I think it's fair to say he has to continue on what he's been, what he did last year, right? Like last year was his first year that he was absolutely elite. First season, uh, Pro Bowl selection, first season as a first team All-Pro. Like being an All-Pro is not an easy thing. So putting that on him to continue doing that isn't necessarily fair, But I do think he has to be just as good in coverage again. Like you're making the most amount of money in the NFL compared to all the other inside linebackers. Like you need to continue your success there. Hopefully it wasn't just like that one year, like elite season and he comes back to like his normal self, which is still a really good player. But like, I think we can all admit last year was above and beyond what you thought you were going to get out of him. Like he was the best coverage linebacker in the NFL last year. Let's see if that can continue. But 
I don't know if it's fair to say he has to get better, but if he continues on what he did in 2020, they're going to be more than happy what they paid him. I just love this dude. Uh, you mentioned the coverage skills. He's phenomenal. And I just like him as a person, as a leader. I feel like he's really, especially this offseason, the team has been kind of like giving him a little bump and he's kind of stepped up as a more vocal leader, somebody that's like out there in front of the camera more. He was even talking on Thursday about vaccinations, about saying, look, he's vaccinated. He wants to be a resource for the other guys on the team to talk about vaccinations. You know, I saw a tweet from DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals that said that uh, the NFL's policy about vaccinations has him uh, questioning his future in the NFL. Awesome, dude. Feel free to let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Go away. I want dudes like Fred Warner on my team who know what's up, who are in touch with reality and who are willing to talk and be a resource for other teammates. A hundred percent. And I hope I don't hear any Steelers players coming out and saying that crap either. Like then just go. I mean, just go, you know, like if you don't want to put this into your body, when you put so many medicines in your body as an NFL player, like we just know you do. And it's already been a topic of discussion. Like, should they be taking this or like, should you allow them to smoke weed? Because weed's a lot more natural, but like, we already know how much has gone into your body and you're willing to do that, to be in the NFL, even though you're not completely happy about it, you'd rather smoke some weed. I get it, but you've already done it for the NFL. And this is so silly. I feel like it's just them trying to be stubborn at this point. And I don't want to hear a single person who's ever been uh, positive for steroids coming out and saying this, because that would be hysterical, but you know, it's going to happen. Like Will Fuller or something would come out. I don't want to say that on him. He might, he might be so for uh, vaccines. I have no idea. But if he were to come out and say something like that. No, your point is a good one. Like you're throwing all these painkillers into your body for God knows how long. No problem. Sign me up. When's the next game? I got to get back out there. But a life-saving vaccine that has proven to be safe and effective. You're questioning like what? I, I have no tolerance for that i saw a bunch of people complaining jalen ramsey was talking about it all apparently nfc west people are talking (laughs) about the vaccine like what are we talking about here every second you're on the field you're risking the health of your brain the most important organ in your whole body you're fine but put me back in coach i'm good but a vaccine what is that what are the shots that they get before a game and when they're really hurt to numb it yeah So like you're doing that when you know it's terrible, terrible for whatever part of your body is hurting. Like you're not supposed to be playing. It's just going to have longer term effects and you're going to feel it when you're older. You're fine with that to get through a game to get that paycheck. But like science tells you this vaccine is trustworthy and healthy. Like I know not everything is certain yet, but you're going to be fine. It's just like every other vaccine and we've all been fine. The world is on fire and they're worried about the ashes. Like, what the hell is going on? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to to sidetrack us. It just drives me absolutely nuts. All right, let's do this. We've only lost about 30 30 listeners right now, maybe more. It's a life-saving vaccine. If you don't take it, you're putting everyone you come into contact with at risk. You, your friends, your family, their friends, every person. It's insane. And you're rooting for the virus. All right. All right. I need a break. I need a break. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Trey Sermon signing, because ever since that happened, I've seen some rumors about the 49ers possibly shipping someone out of town. And if they do, I think it'll actually make a lot of 49er fans pretty unhappy. So we'll talk about that and more when we come back. 
back here on Stats and Mags on a Friday. All right, Michelle, I saw the Trey Sermon sign this week as well. And every time something good happens with Trey Sermon, I think of you. Because during the draft, before the 49ers selected Trey Sermon, you hit me up and you were like, oh, my God, this next 49ers pick. And I I always appreciated it because, one, it got me super excited about Trey Sermon. But, two, you knew who it was ahead of time because you were working with NFL Network and you didn't spoil it for me. And that's when I was like, you know what? This Michelle, I got a winner here. <laughs> I would never spoil it for you. You told me how important the draft was to you and you stay and you like watch every single pick and you're so excited. You know what's the absolute worst is sitting in a room with someone who's on Twitter like on a draft day and they get it first and they tell you when you tell them you don't want to know, like those are just jerks. You, you need to get those people out of your life. That's toxic. That's a toxic draft relationship right there. Like if I, I have Twitter, I, you know, if I wanted to know that I could easily find out I'm, I'm purposely avoiding it. It's like a <laughs> delicate dance you have to do on draft day. Cause it's like, okay, a pick gets made. Okay. Let me check Twitter. Let's see what everyone else is saying about it. But I also don't want to find out who's getting picked next. It's like a weird, I don't know. It's like a, it's a tap dance for sure. But I always appreciated that you didn't spoil it for me. So Trey Sermon is in the fold. And ever since then, I feel like we've been seeing rumors about the 49ers possibly dangling Raheem Mostert out there in a trade. My two questions for you is one, do you support that? And two, who the hell wants Raheem Mostert? I mean, the Rams might, but I don't know if the 49ers are going to trade him to them. But also Henderson's that quick, smaller dude. I don't know if that makes sense. I actually think it makes sense for Raheem Mostert to stay with the 49ers. I love Trey Sermon, but he is a bigger back and he he's not as he's not a speedster whatsoever. I think he's fantastic. He has great contact balance. You're going to need two guys to wrap him up. He's not going down on the first tackle. Love him. And he's good. He can be used as a pass catcher as well. But he's had a ton of injury issues at at college. Um, Ohio State, even, he didn't even get his chance until later in the season. And then he got injured in the championship game. Like, we have yet to see this guy stay healthy at all in any season of his college career. Trading Raheem Mostert away because you expect Trey Sermon to be fantastic that's a little bold. And I think they're completely two different type of players. You need that speedster as well. You saw that Raheem Moser can break off a 50 yard run at any point in the game. Like I think it's important to have both of them. And I think that'd be awesome for the running attack. Which is going to be fantastic this year. I'm just, just going to say, especially now that they shored up the problems at right guard because they don't have Daniel friggin Brunskill as a starter there anymore. Uh, you did mention this. So I think we should, you should, Uh, We should talk about it, even though it's not direct 49ers news. Cam Akers, somebody that you were incredibly high on from a fantasy perspective. I had him honestly as the best running back going into 2021 in the entire division when we did our divisional previews for the uh, SB Nation NFL show. And he ruptures the Achilles and he is gone for the year. How big of a deal do you think that is? Are you making fun of me right now or about being incredibly high? Oh, I'm like the lowest on Cam Akers that you can be. You are? I'm the biggest Cam Akers hater. Not really. Like, I know he was going to get a lot of touches. He was going to be fine. He was being wildly overdrafted in fantasy football. And I think Daryl Henderson will be just as good in fantasy. It's a little bit different for the real NFL. I do think Cam Akers is more of that bruiser. He's going to get defense a little bit more tired. We have yet to know if he's more stable, like if he could stay out there with injuries. Because he did sustain two injuries last year, uh, the rib injury and then the ankle injury. 
So people point to Daryl Henderson's injuries. He had the thigh. Yep. Um, I think he also may have had an ankle. And they're like, well, he can't stay healthy. It's like, well, now Cam Akers has had a rib, ankle, and torn Achilles, which a torn Achilles is way more random. Like, you can't really say anything about that. But you don't know Akers would have stayed healthy either. I'll say this hurts the Rams because they don't have two guys. Now they're down to one. And I think Daryl Henderson's incredibly talented. I think he's more talented than Cam Akers. He was last year. So last year, Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers saw almost identical carries. Akers was at 145. Henderson was at 138. So Henderson had seven fewer carries and only ended with one fewer rushing yard. Uh, So he averaged uh, 4.5 yards per carry, Akers 4.3. Henderson could actually get into the end zone when he was given the opportunity. He had five (laughs) touchdowns. Cam Akers sucked near the goal line. The issue with him is he trips. He trips all the time. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's always just falling. He's falling. It drives me crazy. It drove me crazy. And his uh, tape at Florida State, it still drives me crazy now. He would trip near the goal line. You couldn't get in. I don't know what's wrong with him. So I do think Daryl Henderson's the better goal line back. And then also when you're just looking at burst and like big plays, Henderson had 20 runs of 10 plus yards. Cam Akers was only at 12. And like I said, he had more carries. He was only at 12 runs of 10 plus yards. Henderson averaged more yards before contact and more yards after contact and had more of his rushing attempts with 15 plus miles per hour by a massive chunk by a 7%. He had more rushing attempts where he hit 15 plus miles per hour. I think Henderson's the better back overall. I just really believe that he's a good pass catcher too. I think a lot of 49er fans were kind of breathing a little sigh of relief to see the injury bug hit somebody else. And you're kind of telling me like, don't exhale yet. Like this might actually be better for the Rams. Just obviously not because the guy's hurt, but just from a flat out football perspective, they may get more carries to the better player. Yeah, they might. That's one way to look at it. But I do think it's still a good thing for the 49ers because they don't have Cam Akers to use and Daryl Henderson. Like mm-hmm. I believe both of them were going to be used either way with Akers getting more of the carries. But Akers is that guy that's going to get stuffed behind the line a ton. Like he was one of the most stuffed behind the line last year. But then he can break off some runs. He's very athletic. So I do. I hate those type of players for NFL teams like Saquon Barkley is amazing, but he gets stuffed behind the line so much. And you're like, well, why do the Giants go three and out all the time? It's like, well, they start at two and 11, two and 12. It's like, yeah, they're going to they're going to have a lot of three and outs. But then Barkley puts up a 90 yard play and you you forget about it. And Daniel Jones, speaking of tripping, Daniel Jones has fallen over his own <laughs> feet. That doesn't help. Yeah. No, I, I'm just a big fan of Daryl Henderson. The issue is he isn't he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And if he goes down, now they have nobody. It goes down to Xavier Jones. Uh I don't remember where he was drafted last year. He's either a seventh round draft pick or undrafted. But they say, you know, they really like him there, which is what everyone says about all of their late round guys. And then Jake Funk, who is yes. an undrafted guy this year. <laughs> Was he undrafted or something around? I don't know. Something I'm like. so pulling for Jake Funk. Like, his name is Jake Funk. If if one of these dudes <laughs> is going to come up from the rubble, please let it be Jake Funk just so we could say his name a bunch of times. Yeah, apparently they're ha- happy with their depth there. That's what Sean McVay said. They said they're not looking for a veteran to sign right now, but coaches lie all of the time. So I'm sure they'll sign Adrian Peterson yeah. next or like next week, what would you think about a Todd Gurley reunion? Would you be worried as a 49ers fan or just happy that he would get carries? I would not be worried. I did see that uh, Eric Dickerson is pulling for a Todd Gurley reunion. (laughs) I mean, look, 
I, I don't want to say the dude is washed because he's still actually young, but I mean, his knee was described as arth- arthritic, like, two years into his NFL career. He was an absolute horse. Sean McVay used him and and used him as he should have because he deserved it. He was a beast. But I think the Todd Gurley time has passed. I mean, the first thing I think of when I think of Todd Gurley now is him accidentally falling into the end zone with the Atlanta Falcons (laughs) that cost them a game against, I think it was the Cowboys. I don't know who it was against, but I do remember that. They lost a game they were not supposed to lose whatsoever. And I do actually think it may have been the Cowboys because weren't they up like 30 points at one yep. point and then felt, yeah, I remember that. And I do, I, Todd Gurley wasn't so bad, at least for fantasy. And I, I'll, I'll specify fantasy uh, in the beginning, like the first half of the season, because he scored a lot of touchdowns. Maybe touchdowns he wasn't supposed to score, but he scored a lot of touchdowns. His yards per carry, though, was straight terrible. And that's why sooner or later they were like, okay, we can't keep giving you the ball. They had nobody else there. It was like Ito Smith. And they chose to give it to Ito Smith, who also couldn't do anything with that ball. And they still went with him over Todd Gurley. So, and this, like, was the Rams Todd Gurley when they left each other it was not pretty right like they could not have been happy with each other it's unbelievable to have the amount of success that they had with with Todd Gurley he had 70 rushing touchdowns or I should say total touchdowns excuse me with the Rams in five years that's how good it was and he's 25 years old and the Rams were like you know what I think we're good like to me that tells you all you need to know the Rams were good with letting him go and I mean, bring them back. I need division rivals for the 49ers to make bad decisions. So please, Rams, <laughs> sign Todd Gurley. I need, I mean, God, you were talking about the NFC West earlier in the show. Can these other teams start screwing up, please? Who would you be more scared of, Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley? Oh, Bell, for sure. Because really? even though I, Bell I sucks think, too. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not great. But I don't think he, I think he may have something left. He can catch the ball out of the backfield still. If anybody's going to be better after leaving the Jets and that mess, it's going to be Le'Veon Bell. It's not going to be Sam Darnold. Uh, so I would rather see Todd Gurley if I had to pick one of those guys to wind up in the NFC West. Uh, before we go, Michelle, I want to just talk about, because I have talked since December about how amazing this offseason for the 49ers was going to be. And what I have said was, every day you wake up, your phone could make a noise that's going to cause you to say, holy shit because some crazy thing with the 49ers has happened. And I don't often do this, but I'm patting myself on the back because I was a thousand percent right. Just this offseason alone, a quick recap. The 49ers were rumored to be going after and maybe getting Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers all at different points this offseason. At the wide receiver position, I thought there was a chance they were going to trade for Julio Jones. Like, it has been absolutely crazy, and that's setting aside the trade that broke the draft when they moved up from 12 to 3 and then had everybody speculating about who they were going to get at quarterback. Like, this offseason has been an insane ride for the 49ers and their fans. It really has. And you know what would really just put the cherry on top? And I'm just putting this out here because I thought you might ask, like, what would like drive us – it mad if it happened like we'd just be so excited um if the 49ers could figure out a trade for Xavier Howard 
of the Dolphins because apparently he's not happy. He wants a contract. I don't know how, you know, if they can afford to give him a contract and they did trade away their first, but figure out some way to trade for Xavier Howard because I do, I'm worried about the 49ers secondary. I really am. And if you traded for Xavier Howard, that would just, oh, that would be a, a playoff team right there just from that signing. The 49ers secondary, as much as we like the guys, you know, we love k Williams and Jason Verrett and Tart and Ward and all those guys. I agree. Adding somebody like Howard would be awesome. Maybe they could package. Here you go. Throw Jimmy G and Raheem Mostert in the deal. Ship them out. Miami could use another quarterback because who knows what's going on with Tua. They clearly aren't committed to him. So there you go. That would be like the cherry on top of the offseason Sunday for the 49ers. Yeah, is there any, like, their offensive line is bad, and the 49ers have a pretty solid one. I don't know if trading away a player would be would be ideal, but you can figure it out. And I do think Xavier Howard on this team. Now, I don't know if this is the right team to do this because, like like I said, winning a, cha- a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback is not likely. So putting all your eggs in one basket for this year might not be the uh, ideal thing to do, but... Man, that would get me excited. But that's where they are, though, Michelle. That's what I wrote about on Niners Nation on Thursday. Like, when you have three guys that that are the highest paid at their position, you are all in for this year. When you bring all those guys I mentioned, you know, Kwan Williams and Jaquiski Tart and uh, Jason Verrett back on one-year deals, like, you are pushing your chips to the center of the table for 2021, regardless of whether you go with Jimmy G or Trey Lance, a quarterback, whoever it is. The 49ers are telling you that's where they are. So why not do it? If you had to do Jason Verrett and a third round pick for Xavier Howard, would you do it? And a third round pick. So then they would have a second round pick and then a fourth round pick for the draft next year. Uh, probably. Because you I can't, think that'd be nice. Jason Verrett, I mean, the odds that he plays anywhere close to the amount of games this year that he played last year, just going by his injury history, are are pretty slim. But like you said, the odds of making a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback, also slim, although I still think the 49ers can do it, and I think they think that they can do it. But it's just been a wild ride this offseason, and it's only going to get better because training camp starts next week. And you know training camp is going to be all about Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance and who's doing what and when and how they look and all that stuff. And I'm just going to say, Michelle, before we go, because you keep telling me I'm nuts and I keep saying Trey Lance hasn't signed his deal yet and he still hasn't signed it. All right. I will let you get a little bit nervous now, but I will say Zach Wilson, second overall pick, has also not signed his contract. And it looks like there's nothing going to hold him back. I don't like, are they able to start training camp? They must be able to because Zach Wilson seems like rookies already showed up, right? I believe you have to be under contract to be on the field. I I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure you can't get out there because it's like, how can you? you're technically not an employee, right? Like if Trey Lance wanted to, he could just not play football anymore. And that would be the end of it. He wouldn't owe the 49ers any money or anything. So he's got to get, he's got to get signed. And I just want your permission to freak out a little bit because you're you've been telling me I'm nuts. You're a lot of freak out now. And you're especially a lot of freak out if Zach Wilson gets signed before him. Like, let's figure this out. I don't know what's going on with these two. There's also two more, though. I mean, you have Rashawn Slater, the tackle for the Chargers, and you have Greg Newsom, 
uh, the corner for the Browns. And it doesn't like there's been no news out about them not wanting to sign something. So we still have until Tuesday when everyone officially shows up. We got time. But yeah, if it hits Tuesday and he's not at camp and he's not signed, then then you can officially hit the panic button and freak out. That would just spoil what has been an amazing, amazing ride this offseason. Like, because we all, you know, that's all we're all focused on. Start Trey, start Jimmy, the whole battle. And then it's like, if Trey's not there and it just gets solved, it's kind of just like, oh, okay. Oh, we're going to, we're going to go with Jimmy again, huh? That's, that's what we're doing. Okay. Hope he doesn't get I hurt. I just want to say two. again that Justin Fields said no issue signing. <laughs> <laughs> you think we lost listeners before? <laughs> that is true that is true and and Lam- i mean he'll be forever tied to all those guys but uh anyway that's where we are that's going to do it for this show we made it through the off season michelle is going to go on vacation she's mentally prepared she's now physically prepared i see you are rec- in vacation mode you are ready to go your bags are they packed yet uh, halfway. I still got to finish. You got some, you know, you got your laundry. I got to put the clothes from my laundry, but I got my hair done. I got my spray tan. You, I'm ready. You got your what? My hair done and my spray tan. No, I don't care about your hair. A spray <laughs> tan. What? <laughs> Why? Do you see how red and orange I am right now? I have to shower in the morning. It won't look like this. You know, I just got it done. And if you don't know, a spray tan looks really, really silly for the first 10 hours. That's why you get it before you leave. And then I shower in the morning and then I'll just like a, look like a natural glow. It looked really nice. You're going to Florida. What the hell do you need a spray tan for? Get I can't be tan. the whitest person there. I was going to be the whitest person there. I have to be in a bathing suit and everyone looks better tan. It's just the truth. It hides so many flaws. I have news for you. You have a tattoo on your foot that says live, laugh, love. You're already going to be the whitest person there. Well, I got the spray tan to cover it. I got it super dark right over the tattoo. Well, there you go. <laughs> Forget tattoo removal. Just get the can of orange spray paint out. It'll take care of it. Well, you have a good trip. I hope everything is fantastic. I hope it's smooth sailing for you. Enjoy the sun and the sand. What is your drink of choice when you are out on the beach? Oh, I mean, White Claw is just my drink of choice in in general. But I do, you know what, when I'm in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, that's where I'm going to be, I feel like I'll do the Tito's with soda water with a lemon and lime. Mm. Really refreshing and nice and cooling uh, in the hot sun. For some reason, I could picture you like with one of those coconut drinks or pineapple drinks with a little umbrella. No, that's not you. The fewest calories that I can get in and get the uh, alcohol in is the way I go. But I don't, yeah, I don't really like the sugary drinks in general because they always have that fake sugar taste afterwards too. Fair. I, every once in a while, I, I like a good mudslide. Not going to lie. I know it's kind of like. Oh, mudslides are so good. I mean, that's just like a milkshake. That is amazing. Right. Have you gone on a cruise before? You can get mudslides for free the entire time whenever you want. <laughs> If you get the package, oh my goodness, mudslides is a bomb. I have never cruised before. We did do an all-inclusive package for my honeymoon, and there was a wet bar in the pool, and I was sucking down mudslides like they were (laughs) nothing. Like it was my job. I'll never forget just pounding mudslides watching the World Series because it was, I got married at the end of September. So when we were there, it was the World Series. I'm just drinking mudslides in the pool, 
in Aruba watching the World Series. You know, we actually watched the Super Bowl one year on a cruise. So the Patriots uh, Falcon Super Bowl, when they came back, uh, we were like so happy because we my my whole family was there and we're Steelers fans. So we don't want Tom Brady and the Patriots to win. We're like, they got this in the bag. And then they came back. But we were right on the top deck. They put the Super Bowl on a big, huge screen thing uh, and watched the Super Bowl right on the ocean. It was pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. So were you like in international waters watching the Super Bowl? Yeah, we were. It was sick. It was uh, a ton of fun. I was with all my siblings. Like parents weren't there. It was just siblings and our spouses. It was a blast. That's pretty damn good. Not going to lie. That sounds like a pretty (laughs) awesome event. All right. I can't top that. So I'm going to have to end the pod. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. And we will talk to you next week with training camp. Go Niners. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.